good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Well, welcome back to another home or the home episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All right. He's on the move. Somewhere walking around Seattle right now. You guys don't even cop. Cop, what's going on? You're man on the streets and your eyes in the skies. What's up, boys? How's it going? I like that you're roaming the streets because you get have uh, so you can find some internet. All right, back up there, get the studio all set up. Uh, Matt, Tommer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Uh, yeah, so this will be a little bit of a quicker one, anyhow. We're starting a little later in the night. Uh, first things first, heat wave. Stop. Thanks for bringing Matt. Thanks for bringing the weather back with you. My pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's nice, man. Are you not feeling this, Ted? Is it too hot? Has Seattle reached peak heat? We're supposed to hit like 90-something next week. Yeah, like today's fine, but this weekend's going to be a cooker. They're talking like 100 degrees. Jesus. I weirdly am into that, but I know a lot of this town is not. We haven't had a 100-degree day in almost 100 years. We haven't had a 100-degree? What? I feel like we had a 100-degree day when I was a kid. Is that not true? Is that just in my mind? I was just looking at, uh, you know, some weather blogs today, and I'm pretty sure that was the stat. It's been 100 years. Hang on, I'll find it. Uh, Seattle has only hit 100 times, or hit 103 times in the past 100 years. This weekend, we could hit 100 in three days. So we have had a 100-degree day. Holy shnikes. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think the thing with like, I was just back East and it's obviously hotter and humid, but I think people forget, like there's no other metropolitan area as big as Seattle that people don't have air conditioning. Yeah, seriously. That's, there's no AC here. Yeah. And like during the day, it's great. But at nighttime, it's like, it's a little warm. I'm running a, running a two fan system over here, boys. I <laughs> want one in one out. <laughs> Uh, I got one, a smaller one that goes directly on my head and then uh, just sleep with a sheet, feet out, and I have a box fan at the bottom of my bed that just hits the feet. So I figure if I keep the top of my head cool, my feet cool, I'll be all right. (laughs) I like that thinking. (laughs) Yeah, right? Because, I mean, that's where you lose all your heat. Yeah. I I was like, if I keep those two parts of the body cool, I'll be good to go. Get that heat out of there. (laughs) Uh, all right uh i did go to an awesome party this past weekend Cobb, you've been right the yolo factor is high i mean people were so excited (laughs) yeah dude that's what i'm saying man i've been saying it over and over again animal spirits will rule the day this summer people are feeling hot they're feeling sexy they're feeling horny coming out of quarantine people have been deprived of you know, alcohol, relationships, just being in the wild. People have forgotten how to exist in public amongst their fellow man, and it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I had another friend of ours doing some wingman work. And then, like, uh, you know, this house is pretty big, so I was downstairs shooting pool uh, with a bunch of rugby dudes. And then uh, 
yeah, I went back upstairs. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me put in some work real quick. And like, there was already some, I mean, there was some interest, but there was already another dude on it. And like five minutes into my convo, he like, like threw his arm around there and we're like, we should go back inside. And I was like, oh, all right. Wow, I'm staking his claim. Oh, he's, he, he went in hard for that claim and was like, this is my, this is, this is my area. You go pay <sighs> for gold somewhere else, Ted Smith. Ted, in, out here in the Wild West, you might not have this on the East Coast, okay? But out here on the Wild West, we have a term for people like that. It's called a claim jumper. He jumped your gold claim. Right. <laughs> and your boy was on fire at this party, man. Uh, Matt, you'll appreciate this. So the house where it's at down the street is this, is this woman's uh, father's house. So there's a pool party from one to five. And then the official party at this house starts at five. Oh, that's huge. So I roll in one of a crew of four. But we get there and there's nobody at the house and nobody else has been to the house. They're like, Ted, are you sure this is the house? I'm like, I'm positive. Look at all the beers in here. Like there's food all over the place. This is the spot. <laughs> so then we're sitting there and like uh, two couples show up and like, like it's like five of them. So I'm talking to like one, one of the girls I know from back in the day. And I'm like, hey, like I'm Ted, like we know each other. And she's like, yeah, I know you there was a cardboard cutout of you in my apartment for like two weeks. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, paper, paper Ted made, made a lot of rounds. <laughs> uh, like, and then her, I don't know if it's her husband or fiance. He has like a dog with him, but they're all getting out of the pool. So he's like, I got to go shower. So he just gives the dog to Sean. But then this other girl's kind of grilling us. Like, how do you know the girl throwing the party? And I'm like, trust me, I know people, this and that. And then everybody showed up and it was fine. She's like, sorry, I just had to ask. I was like, nah, I respect you for protecting the house. I mean, we could have just been four dudes that rolled up to a party because it looked like <laughs> it was going to be a, a party. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, it's always tough when uh, when people get get protective. I So, I mean, talk as far as this party went, like, were you going for sort of a, a casual gold panning strategy or like a, you know, a land grab strategy? I mean, what's... What's the tactic this summer with Animal Spirits Alive? I mean, at this party, I wasn't sure who was single and who wasn't. So it just started with, uh, I was like, we just got to entertain people, right? Because they keep in mind, like, we show up at 5. Everybody shows back up at 5.30. They've already been down at the pool just, like, hammering drinks and stuff. So luckily, I have a, I have a, a friend that runs a popcorn shop. So we had, like, five giant gold bags of popcorn. <laughs> I'm like... Right. So I'm like, let's get some. But the thing is, the gold bags look so nice. I go inside and and people are kind of st everybody's like, you know, like when people are drunk and they've been in the sun, they're just eating food. Right. At this point, it's just a mass cook burgers. So I go inside. I'm like, why don't you guys eat some of this popcorn? And we're like, we thought those were gifts. And I'm like, these are not gifts. And the one girl I knew, I didn't realize, like, I thought she just wasn't drinking. She's pregnant. So I'm like, I'll get you some popcorn. So then, Cobb, I'm just <laughs> ripping open all the bags. Like I'm passing out popcorn. I come back in. People are filling up red cups full of popcorn, and are like, "Oh, I love it!" Music in <laughs> my ears. This is unbelievable. So you know me. I text you this, but I literally go, "Listen, folks, this is the only thing I ask. Next time you're at the market, you go all the way down and you buy a bag." And they're like, "Yeah, sure, this is the greatest popcorn I've ever had." And I'm like, "All right, all right." And then the funny thing is, the girl who stole the party went to Boston College with Cobb. So everybody's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "No, like." 
Some of you know this person. He was here two years ago with us. <laughs> <laughs> you know this man. <laughs> Dude, well, like you were saying, man, you know, the biggest problem, I think, at, at our age with going to a party is you really can't tell who's single. And I feel like most of the ones that you're hoping are have like a long-term four-year boyfriend that just won't commit, that probably will never end up committing. And you're just like, dude, like, stop, you know, get rid of like the option call on this girl and just tell her you're not going to marry her so somebody else can have a shot. Yeah, right. I mean, you're running the RPO. Like, just either throw the ball (laughs) or not. Yeah, dude, exactly. They've got like the little placeholder on it. And it's just like, mate, like, come on. What are we doing here? I I think there should be some sort of a rule. It's like they get like a two-year hold, and then it's it's open season again. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at this point in the party, right? Like I'm helping like grill the burgers. I'm taking out recycling. Like we've got to earn our keep. Then you fast forward like two or three hours. Now we're dominating. Like everybody loves <laughs> us. Like we're making friends with everybody. There's a there's a basketball game on. I'm screaming about Kevin Durant and PG County. So I was a little aggressive for some people. I went up later and was like, hey, man, I'm just busting balls. Like, you're fine. And they were like, oh, yeah, all right. But the wildest, the wildest thing is everybody just brings beer to this party, right? Also, they had a keg of seltzer from Hellbet. That was the first time I ever seen a keg of hard seltzer. Dude, I experienced the same thing this weekend for the first time. And the thing with the keg is they go down so easy. I had no idea where I was at. The wedding I went to. Exact same thing. The first two were regular claws out of the can. And by like the fifth cup, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, this is not soda water. I'm getting hammered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was putting in work on my red cup. Dude, it's nice, though. Is I liked the seltzer from the keg. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure me and Dolan's put down half that keg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see Dolan's being pretty into that. Right. So it's me, Dolan's, the mayor, and then my buddy Brett, right? So it's a good look, you know. It's a good crew of four dudes. Like one guy's talking to us and before I'm like, oh, don't sweat it, man. We're just cops. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm just messing with you. We're not cops. Like, Put into your pockets. Right? I mean, like he for a minute was like, it's kind of a weird looking foursome, but they could be cops. So you fast forward. Now, like people are downstairs, like the party's getting going, right? Like people are having fun. So there's this massive cooler in the garage that like everybody's throwing beer in, but it's not our beer. So me and Brett go out there just in the garage to smoke weed. And we're sitting there for like 10 minutes. And I go, Brett, just hang on. They're coming. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, they're coming. So once in a while, people trickle out and they're opening the fridge. And then we're like, hey, you guys need beers? And they're like, yeah, do you guys mind? And we're like popping up in unison. We're opening it. What do you want? So this goes on for like half an hour. Now half the party's in the garage. And finally one dude goes, hey man, I think those are my Mick Ultras. And we just go, oh yeah, we have no idea who beers these are. We've just been sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) As you've been passing them out to half the party and taking the credit. I love it. (laughs) And then, so we're sitting there and I go, hey man, let's, uh, the street it's on goes right down, falls right down to the water. I mean, Cobb, you know it. So there's like a little mm-hmm. bit of the sunset left. So I'm like, hey, man, let's go out and catch the end of that sunset. Maybe smoke some more weed. Same thing. We're out there maybe five minutes. Here comes the entire party. Now we're taking group pictures. And I was like, we are the fucking Pied Pipers of this goddamn party. And it's awesome. That's when you know you're in control. When you get two moves and the whole party follows. 
that's when you make your move on the 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 female of your choice i would say married or unmarried i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah there was one there was one uh duck on the pond earlier in the day but uh there was a little little competition within the group and i was like all right i'll pass that one off but i probably spent too much time on that one uh, yeah, well you know that's the thing man ted we, you know now people are coming off of starving it was pandemic conditions and so I think it's going to get a little chippy out there this summer. I think you might have to throw some bows. I know that's not your style. It's not mine either. But at this point, you know, it's kill or be killed in the animal kingdom. Right. I got to just rough somebody off and take that pass. (laughs) Dude, I'm just saying curve someone. You know, it doesn't have to be anything too aggressive, but just like, you know, the arm around and and she's and we're gone. But either way, it, you're 100% right. It is just awesome to see people back out there. I mean, people were so excited. Everyone's like, this is the first party I've been to in a year. And I was like, all right, we can all stop saying that. This is clearly the first party we've all been to in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. It does feel good, though, man. It's like an overwhelming sense of joy just being around humans, vibrating, having a good time, having a couple cocktails, a few laughs, and, you know, laying, laying your eyes on something a little easier. Yeah, it's also fun because it's one of those parties where there's like a group of people that I only see at this party. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you remember me? It's like, yeah, of course. Like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, especially the four of us. We were just on our on our P's and Q's, just dominating out there. Oh, I love it. Dang, man, that's going to be a tougher and tougher invite to swing each year. Now that it's getting, whoa, sorry, a bunch of fireworks just went off near me. Like I said, I'm just out on the streets. I think it's officially fireworks season already, right? What are we at? July 22nd? Like, people, I mean, I, I've been hearing them in Capitol Hill for like the last three nights. Yeah, I just uh, drove through. I was up north today. I went out to Orcas Island, so we drove like right past Boom City, and it is going off. The people, I mean, like I said, animal spirits. We're going to see a summer of extremes, whether that's fireworks or crazy hookups. In fact, I would go so far as to say, if ever there was a summer to like bat above your pay grade, this would be the summer. Yeah, your boys are due. Well, one boy's due. Everybody else in here is still still sitting in the house with their own cats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, look, some people heard there was a storm coming and they battened down the hatches. Others decided to go lieutenant dan from forrest gump style and climb the flagpole okay you call this a storm right <laughs> you know, and frankly ted i'll say this out loud i respect you for it i think that was a pro move uh pro's the wrong word a bold move confident move i like it yeah man yeah and the the one person there works for nordstrom and i don't know how i think two years ago i wore the polka dot shirt so I got like these new button ups that are like very lightweight that you can sweat through. And it's just amazing. They were like, oh, this is a good pattern. Did you know this is the new hot pattern? And I'm just like, I'm not lying because I don't like the lie. But I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm trying like this and that. And they walk away. And my buddy's like, where'd you get these shirts? I was like, I got them at men's warehouse. Like, I didn't even pick it out. The dude picked it out for me. I go, this is purely luck that this, this, this worked out this well. <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to God. <laughs> Guide me to the shirt of the women's dreams. <laughs> oh, I love that, Ted. Most fashionably dressed three years in a row or two years in a row. <laughs> right. Oh, it was a good time. 
Uh, let's see. I wanted to talk a little bit. I forget the guy's name, but he's the NFL player that came out and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a homosexual. I'm gay. Which. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the first active player, right? Because Michael Sam came out in college, but got drafted. But I don't know that he played that long. But the only thing I was going to say about it is like, like, I get some people being like, why does it matter? But it's like, well, because there's younger kids who are still gay and are afraid to come out because of repercussions. So I get why he did it. And I'm like, good for him. Like, you know, I think sports world should be one of the few places where it shouldn't matter. Like, can you produce? And it doesn't matter. But I also get why he came out. So he's like, hey, you know, suicide in the uh, in people that are still in the closet is a high stats. So I'm like, well, good for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think all places it, it shouldn't matter, but I'm with you, especially with something like that. It's always bizarre to me that I, I feel like the the dichotomy we always see is that men are like, oh, well, what if he hits on me? And it's like, does it really offend you that someone thinks you're attractive? Like, it's not like you have to do anything about it. He's not like going to touch you and turn you gay, you know? Like, can't you just take the compliment and move on with your life? Yeah. And I mean, look, I, you know, I live in one of the gayest neighborhoods in, in America. So obviously I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I, like, I'm with you. Like, who cares? If anything, the gay dude hits on me, I take it as a compliment. Yeah. And I was going to say, you're a good looking man who is the definition of a bear in a neighborhood where, frankly, there's a lot of bear bars. Let's be honest. You know, I'm sure you, you catch some hackles on the street. <laughs> the best is... Uh... What's the bar up on Capitol Hill that's famous for the drag shows? Uh, there's a couple. Are you talking about on Broadway or over on Pike? No, on Broadway. Is it Jilly- oh, Jillian's? Or? Oh, dude, I don't know the name. But, Julius. Uh, Julius. Julius. Yeah. Yeah. One day I was up on Cap Hill walking down the street, and there's just this tall woman in a short skirt, and I'm clearly just eye-banging her the whole way. And as like goes by, I realize it's somebody in drag, and she is just smiling at me. I was like, "Yep, yep, that's fair. You got me." Oh, eye banging! I love that. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we're gonna keep it a little bit brief tonight, Cobb. We got some emails in there. Heck yeah! I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> all right, let's see. Yes, question off earlier podcast there we go looks like we got one two three four um okay number one the subject is juicy j hey y'all see your boy juicy j in the ufc this weekend question mark boys so i did not see it by saul's post that said sometimes you're the hammer and sometimes you're the nail i'm all good <laughs> Back to training. that's incredible yeah so i mean I, Wait, what, was, was, what was the rest of it sometimes you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail and what like i'm good no bad injuries, back to training. So I'm assuming he either oh. got knocked out or choked out. Yeah. Matt, did you see the clip? I did not. No. Yeah. Uh. He, uh, first, first round, he was against, uh, I believe it was a Korean guy. It may have been Japanese. I don't remember. And he took a shot. I mean, it was, it was a lights out shot. I don't think he went out, but he went down pretty hard. And the guy just jumped on top of him did some additional brain damage and they called it Ooh. oh so you saw it i saw the clip of it yeah i i checked uh somebody's twitter after, after i saw this email um which who was this roger thank you um yeah as soon as i saw that i was like oh i gotta know and uh you know it was a, it was a pretty brutal shot but what i will say check out the clip it's kind of cool but what i will say is you know 
Juicy J got into the, the freaking UFC. Like, that's pretty cool. I also feel like he's been there a couple of times. He belongs to be there. So, or he deserves to be there rather. So, you know, you got to take some L's sometimes. But God, the nail and hammer thing, that's brutal. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Those were his words. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing about fighting is you get used to seeing champions that don't lose that often. But like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the game. Like, you're going to take some losses. And remember, like, yeah. he was, you know, he was kind of after the ultimate fighter and he got, then he got booted from the UFC. I wasn't sure if he was going to make it back up. He fought all the way back, got some nice wins. So hoping he stays with the program. Yeah, and you have to be on such an elite level to even get a shot in the UFC, let alone multiple. I mean, he's a top-tier fighter. I just, But in any given fight, you know, somebody can catch you. Yeah, well, and that's one of the beauties about MMA, right? It's not just stand-up. It's not just jiu-jitsu. It's like there's a thousand ways you could lose a fight. Yeah, seriously. And guys are just getting so good now at everything. I mean, you just you almost can't defend it all. But you're right. We are used to seeing champions that never fall. And, you know, most guys realistically are more like, you know, the working working grinders of the weight class, you know, some wins, some losses. All right. What else we got? Oh, sorry. Uh, I can't see you guys. Um, hey, fellas, big ups to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. To answer the most recent Cobb topic, the two craziest documentaries I've ever seen are one – the Last Narc, a documentary on Amazon Prime about the cartel murder of Kiki Camarena and the beginning of that war on drugs. Just a crazy story that doesn't seem real. And number two, The Imposter, the craziest documentary I've ever seen. A guy pretends to be a family's long lost missing son and shit gets crazier from there. Do not look up spoilers. Cheers, Mikey Dubs. Yeah, I know Kiki just because he's uh, that character or that guy's featured in Narcos. So I know that story a little bit. But yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I would also uh, tell people, I have not watched it yet, but watch, there's a whole documentary on a place called Action Park that was in New Jersey. And it's like it was like the country's deadliest amusement park. Ooh. Oh my God, it's so good. It's called Class Action Park, and rightfully so. <laughs> All right, so it's you've seen it. Yeah, it's dude. Here's the thing: the documentary itself, you know, is okay. It's not that well made, but just the story is so compelling that you're gonna have a good time either way. Um, it was basically about this crazy guy who got banned from trading on Wall Street, which is tough to do with all the criminals out there these days. And then decided his next move was to move to New Jersey and to open a water park slash action park. In this park, they had bumper boats where people would drive over other people's boats and sink them. They had um, an Alpine slide, which sent so many people to the ER that they had to buy their own ambulance because the city would no longer subsidize them. It, it was a wild place. Lots of injuries, but also a lot of fun. Fun documentary. Yeah, and you do, and uh, our buddy Steve Miggs used to go there as a kid. Oh, God, I love that so much. That's such yeah. a Miggs-type spot, dude. That probably inspired his love for, like, you know, top rope, like wrestling, like he's into. I mean, it was a wild, wild scenario. Yeah, we were talking about it on the men's room on Friday, and everybody started, like, texting us, like, you've got to get Migs on. He went there as a kid, and we had him on. He's like, oh, yeah, it was freaking insane. Wow. Dude, I love that. That's such a Migs thing to do. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Dude. That God, I almost couldn't write that better. Um, 
to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Documentary options. I have three documentaries for you and your audience to check out. Shocking. They're all music related. Uh, these may not be the best descriptions of the documentary, documentary, but I'm trying not to copy and paste the plot from IMDb. Uh, I've attached the trailers for each. Uh, first one, Dixie Chicks, Shut Up and Sing. This is about when the band said something that a few people did not like and how much they were hated uh, to the point that one person wanted to murder the singer and uh, their comeback in 2006. Uh, their follow-up album went platinum. Uh, a lot of the backlash, though, really hurt their tour. Uh, two, Lamb of God, As the Palaces Burn. That sounds awesome. It's a, the original, originally a documentary about the band and their fans, but during the filming, the singer was arrested and charged with killing a fan in the Czech Republic. So yeah, the, yeah. this is the impending trial and band trying to cope with the possible results. That's insane. That sounds good, too. It's and then great. the last one is... Metallica, some kind of monster. Uh, again, originally a documentary about the band recording their next album, ended up uh, being the whole band crumbling when their bass player left, the singer going to rehab, and the band seeing a way too much money, ugly sweater wearing therapist while recording their album. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he has a little bit more of a funny description about it. Uh, Ted, I just want to let you know that Top Gun Maverick comes to theaters on November 19th, and then 45 days later, it will be on Paramount Plus. Hi, Matt. Stevie, the Packers fan. Oh, what up, Stevie? What's up, you know Stevie? What? I never go to the theaters. I'll go to the theater to watch Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a uh, the podcast outing. Dude, that'd be fun. I'd be in. I'll, as long as we're talking about music documentaries, I got to give a uh, shout out to our buddy Justin and his girlfriend. Help me out, Matt. Is it Marcy? Yeah. Yeah, she made me some delicious treats. Uh, she picked up baking during quarantine. And I, when I left on my trip, I put some in the freezer, defrosted them this weekend. Everybody's like, these are unbelievable. I was like, yeah, my buddy's girl hooked it up. Awesome. Hello to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Documentaries. Long time, first time. I'm guessing that means long time listener, first time emailer. Correct. Yep. For those of us not the radio cool. term, Bob. <laughs> uh, the, the two docs uh, I've enjoyed the most are Tickle and the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Tickle is an HBO doc about an underground Tickle League that ends up becoming something a little more. Uh, the Amazing Jonathan documentary is on uh, Hulu, and it's about a magician from the 90s that I enjoyed growing up that is now in his later years still dealing with a drug problem. I enjoy both of them because they're lighthearted, uh, a little crazy, and they start off telling one story and end up with a totally different story at the end. On a side note, uh, have any of you guys listened to the Mindset Mentor podcast with uh, Rod Dial? Mm, How did you guys know it? Uh, listening to you guys has made me think of bettering myself, and the Mindset Mentor podcast has really helped me do it. They're, uh, they're, they're easy to listen to, not very long, and always have some nugget of inspo or inspiration I can walk away with. Back to basics. Dan, a.k.a. DC. All right. I like oh, it, yeah. Dan. Well, we should call him DC. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. That's a wrap, boys. That's it for, for emails. All right. We'll take a quick break right here, and then we'll come right back. All right. Thanks to our sponsor. We're back, and uh, maybe it's time to check in, see what's back. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, hey, 
What's good? What's man? Whoa. Check out what's man. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's batting. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Whoa. Check out what's man. All right. Well, uh, I guess the main thing that happened this weekend was I flew back to Seattle, back here in the Northwest, and uh, let's see, that was. Friday we flew out um, and then basically just got reacquainted to the Northwest this weekend um, where I think it was like I saw 15% humidity was the most I saw in the last month so like even though like it was triple digits a bunch it was below it was like 10% or less humidity and then today I looked and it was like 90 something with like 50% humidity up here. Uh, so it's just been very different, but it's been hot. It's been beautiful. And uh, yeah, I'm just stoked to be back. Yeah. And Matt, I was uh, having some beers with some, uh, some reserves from some rugby guys and they all, they all work out with your, uh, your guy over on the East side. What's he down in Renton? Oh, Luca. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's training uh, some rugby, the the rugby guys, and Luke Wilson and uh, Damian Lewis, and yeah, his his clientele's gotten a little more high profile. When you know, I mean, that facility's world class out there, and it's called Vigor Ground and Fitness, and check it out; it's awesome. If you're anywhere near Renton, yeah. Well, between like showing up with Cobb's fancy popcorn and then like being buddies with Luke and like name dropping you and Luca and stuff. I mean, like we, I had ins on everybody at this party. Oh, thriving. <laughs> I love that. You're back. <laughs> right. And I know just enough about rugby. They're like, Oh, we like this guy. And the one guy I was like, don't you guys have games this weekend? He's like, Oh, I don't play. He's like, I'm not even suiting up tomorrow. I was like, all right. <laughs> and some of them, I don't even know with on the team. I think they were just over here hanging out with their buddies that are on the team. <laughs> part of the rugby crew yeah. um yeah the uh i did play golf yesterday uh echo falls is just an awesome spot uh played with my buddy john and uh that listens to the podcast and our old buddy uh kyle court from the who's sure. in the band superfecta um but used to work at the radio station with us actually hired me there so He's really good at golf, too. It was a ton of fun. Man, the clutchest thing, though, it was like the three of us. And I was like, it'll just be us three. Cool. Because like when you book three, the odds of getting paired with that that lone single. I liked my chances. Anyways, the guy we got paired with is a member there. So he's been playing at this course for 15 years. So he could give us all the pointers. And we're all walking. He had a cart. So he would go up and spot the balls for us that I, I was not hitting all the fairways. So it was very helpful to have a guy like, Hey, you're over here with the Bridgestone, Matt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shocked. Kyle's good at golf. He's a hell of a baseball player too. Yeah. And you can tell, like you can see that baseball background in, in his swing and, he, yeah, he just pipes him. He's, he's awesome. And he's, he's like, He's also fully obsessed like me. Like he's naturally talented, but he's got the net in his yard. He's out there grinding away and like 
you know, we text each other all the time about about this game because I'm annoyingly obsessed with it and my girlfriend's tired of hearing about it. So I'm like, oh, I'll text Kyle. <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good to have an outlet. So, yeah, it's good to be back. And, uh, yeah, got to get you out here soon, Ted. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. All right, boys. I was thinking about, well, I don't know. I don't know. People who have listened to this podcast a long time, do you think they would label us conspiracy theorists or no? Ooh. Us or you? <laughs> Both. Yeah, me and then us. Uh, I, I, I would think some people would label you kind of one. I don't know that they give us like, a whole one. You, de- you definitely have some different theories. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Then I'm the guy for this topic. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, basically, I, you know, I don't even want, after that intro, I don't even want to say what led me to it, but the top topic this week is what's a good conspiracy rabbit hole to dive down, uh, you know, basically to like internet research and go deep into. Um, the most recent one for me was like all the COINTEL Pro stuff. People are interested. Just look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, it's just operations that the, uh, the U.S. government was running. Wow. Boys, I told you I'm out here on the streets. There's like a radar plane flying over me right now. I didn't know what to make of that thing. Is that? Oh, it's got a propeller on the top. Dude, sorry. That's one of the craziest air vehicles I've ever seen. Um, wow. Yeah, so COINTEL Pro. It's basically just a program that I used to do a number of things, but one of which was to disrupt movements uh, by getting the leaders to fight each other, by uh, inferring that there was like, you know, weird sexual stuff going on and whatever, basically to discredit leaders of movements um, and or uh, kill them in some cases. So what's a good conspiracy rabbit hole to dive down uh, or even better to dive down when you're high? Uh, email us, email at thepodcast.com. Lois? I mean, the first one I always go back to is the Iran-Contra kind of stuff and like crack cocaine and how it all got into the country and what was going on. But a kind of fun one is the theory that for years the NBA was rigged to make the Knicks good again. And like they got Patrick Ewing and this and that. It's like (laughs) a bunch of – like I've heard both sides of it. You can make the argument that they did or didn't, but – kind of interesting and then of course i mean for my age group it's always going to be who shot biggie who shot tupac and were they shot at all (laughs) All i've told you about i told you about that weird uh the weird photo right we talked about this just privately is this the one where he's like where where pac's wearing like a jordans or something that he couldn't been wearing (laughs) no this is a a girl I went to junior high with, I guess went to, yeah, junior high and high school with, uh, Ooh, I don't know if I should say her name on here. I'm, I'm not going to, but I could, uh, it's on her Facebook. It's on her Instagram. And there's a photo of her two years after Tupac died. She's like a little kid. She's like eight or something. And she has a photo of her with Pac with his arm around her. And it might be Pac. It might be the best lookalike I've ever seen. There really are people out there who just look exactly like someone else. But wow, the resemblance is sickening. And she, for years, has taken that photo and showed it to anybody who had any interest. So that would be 
Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I saw a theory that he was like, just left the country and was living in Malaysia. You know, who knows? I think I he's dead, Cuba. but the photo was crazy. I mean, look, for years at the Cluck U in College Park, there was a dude that looked just like Pac. Oh, yeah, dude, we have talked about that guy, the chicken spot, right? Yeah, and he had the diamond in the in the nose, and he wore his bandana up front. I mean, everybody called him Tupac. <laughs> dude, I love that, that he just owned it. Yeah, right. I was like, if he didn't want everybody to call him that, like, you could take off the bandana or the nose ring, but he never did. Every, every time he went in there, he was like, oh, Pac's working. <laughs> dude, I don't know why. I just love that. I love that he's just like, Hyping up what, like, God gave me a gift. I look like Tupac. <laughs> that? Um, Cobb, does that co-intel, does that talk about uh, Martin Luther King? Yeah, uh, Black Panthers, Martin Luther King, destabilizing movements. Yeah, okay. Um, that was the one that I was just listening to Rage Against the Machine one night, and, you know, uh, they they talk about how they murdered King, uh, when he spoke out on Vietnam, and then I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" And uh, I think it's from Freedom. And uh, then I was like, "Oh man!" Or no, it's not. It's uh, it's one of the other ones off that first album towards the end, one of the deeper cuts. Uh, but I was like, "What the hell is this all about?" And sure enough, I mean, it was a pretty compelling. I don't even know that it was a conspiracy. It was proven in court. It just wasn't really it didn't get a whole lot of stuff about like, yeah, the government being involved in Martin Luther King's assassination. And that was kind of a mind blower. But I always thought, hey, I learned about this from Rage Against the Machine. And like it it wasn't it wasn't something that like had a ton of traction at the time as a quote unquote conspiracy. It was just not a highly publicized documentation. Dude, that just reminded me of the biggest conspiracy that no one ever talks about, which is I saw somewhere and I have no idea if this is true, which is, you know, just going to spread the lie and make it worse. <laughs> but that the CIA, they're actually the ones who like proliferated the word conspiracy and conspiracy theorist uh, to basically like discredit people who, uh, like came out saying that you know crazy stuff was going on and that people were working together to undermine things. Yeah, muddying the waters mm -hmm. and controlling the cognitive map. Again, it's not super conspiracy. I was just watching an hour special on like the DEA and CIA, and like the DEA is like, look, we're here to stop drug dealers, like traffickers, whatever. And then they go back to the CIA lady, and she's like, we're the CIA. Sometimes we have interests in mind, but the DEA doesn't realize we're looking out for the country as a whole. I was like, damn, like that's a serious thing with those two organizations. Wow. And then what they never talk about, the largest organization, the NSA, who's probably listening to this right now. Yeah, well, it's in Maryland. I used to drive by it all the time. It's right off 295. Is it possible that we're all in so deep that none of these things are real? And we've convinced ourselves that we're like barely even conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I like we're like this one's known by everyone this one's known on wikipedia it's like maybe it's not maybe we just smoke weed <laughs> i still love the conspiracy know. theory that i'm deep cover dude i i was in a conversation about you being a cop like three days ago yeah because of uh, the a mutual because of what because of the car photo joe said <laughs> yes dude exactly yeah exactly <laughs>
could be so real. You're trying, to, you're trying to get out ahead of the ahead of the narrative. Is that right? I mean, look, this is all. Like, just oh, a, I already saw that. It's all just a simulation, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, simulation theory. Jesus, I've definitely smoked enough weed one or two times to be all in on that too. You're right. I am a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. A little bit of a quicker one, but we, uh, you know, we still got it done. We're still pumping them out. Uh, I think the big thing for this weekend, wear some sunscreen, stay hydrated. And then other than that, man, it's summertime. Enjoy it. Go uh, wear some shades so you don't look like a pervert checking out people. And shoot your shots. Shoot your shots. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. <laughs> Throw All some right, bows out there. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm V. Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.